Welcome to the Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Andy Harmer. Thank you very much indeed for listening to our latest episode. Now, cast your minds back to 1998. What were you up to that year? Well, what we do know is that Richard Downs was about to create a company called Igloo.com, initially targeting sales of ski, but later Cruise was added to their portfolio. And they became one of the largest cruise agents in the UK. So I chatted to Richard Downs, the founder and chairman of Igloo.com, and to Dave Mills, the chief commercial officer, about the journey that Igloo.com has been on for the past 25 years. Richard, Dave, thank you very, very much for joining our podcast. Uh, it's it, it's particularly a special year for you at Igloo. And, but let's go all the way back to the beginning, can we, Richard? Uh, you were clearly there right at the beginning. So where, where on earth did Igloo come from? Well, conceptually, um, California, really. I was, I was at Berkeley doing part of my MBA. And I was kind of frustrated that I couldn't go to Lake Tahoe to ski. And some of three or four friends of mine wanted to go down to San Diego and, and Mexico and, and enjoy the delights of, of California and Mexico. And kind of some of them said, well, if you, if, if you love skiing so much, why don't you start your business in ski? And when I came back to London Business School, I said, actually, you know, as a frustrate, frustrated ski customer going into some of the high street stores that existed at the time, um, like Blum Polly, for example, and, and you find yourself knowing much more about the product than, than actually the people selling it, which was typically the case. I thought, actually, we can do. And, and of course, I was lucky enough that the Internet was kind of emerging, you know, Amazon you know, kind of IPO'd, I think, a couple of years before with a big, huge splash. And, you know, that kind of, it was an opportunity of, of uh, the moons were aligning that we could reconfigure the industry, create this one-stop shop with experts behind it who were really passionate about the product and knowledgeable. And, you know, going from page 56 on teletext as a consumer to looking online um, you, you know, with full images and snow reports, etc., was was transformative, really. And so, really exciting start. And and this is late nineties. So, just just how different were you as a travel business moving into this space? You mentioned Amazon, but of course, they they didn't sell travel, and and they you know they were in different areas of the internet. So, how different was it for travel? Well, we we kind of pioneered it in ski, really. I mean, I, th- I think in the US, Expedia was still around. Uh, well, it had started, yeah. uh, but in 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 ski we just pioneered it there was nobody else uh, even attempting to sell ski online it was really via you know kind of daily mail ads sunday times ads and teletext or you know the kind of chains of high, the high street really and so the big question that we faced was from investors at, at the time was you know who would buy ski online? Who would buy a holiday online? Um, and you know, we had to kind of prove that, prove our prove our model, the market customer acceptance, really. And you know, it's very exciting to do that. We had a very, you know, we got customer engagement and business in the first year, and then you know, we we kind of went out to raise a bit more money to fund uh, future growth, really. Yeah. And how long did it take from your initial idea, your initial conception of the idea, to selling your first holiday? Oh, uh, a day. So we oh, really? launched at the ski show in, in October, October 98. Um, we were lucky enough because we were different yeah. that um, Sky News had us as a revolving item. Uh, oh, wow. And, you know, 
and it, it just gave us traction from day one. It, you know, obviously everything is relative, but we went from like no traffic to Christ, have we got enough servers? And it was, right. you know, obviously that was pre Amazon, you know, AWS, Amazon cloud. It yeah. was, the servers were in the, you know, in the store cupboard. And, you know, it was really exciting, you know, to do that first transaction and, you know, post the tickets as we did on, you know, in those days. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it was, it was such a thrill really, yeah. actually. And Richard, I've, I've let you get away with not mentioning Cruise for at least a couple of minutes. So from, from, <laughs> How long into the business selling ski did you think actually now this could work well for cruise? Well, we tried a number of products. Obviously, ski is seasonal, so we tried another a number of other products like villas, for example. Uh, and in the in between, there was a dot com crash, so there was kind of a thrust to from just a pure expansion into you know cash flow, positivity, and profitability. And having achieved that in cruise, we then thought, okay, we we can stand on our own feet. A number of people had left from our supplier base in ski to join the cruise, the burgeoning cruise industry, and they said, you know, Richard, nobody's doing what you're doing in cruise and what you're doing in ski in cruise. Yeah. And we thought, well, no, how can that be? So 2006, we had a look around like, no, nobody's really, you, you know, there, there is no pure play online cruise retailer in 2006. And that's where Dave led the charge into the from an igloo hat on into into the cruise market so beautifully referenced thank you richard and dave you you joined the team sort of early early on in its development but before cruise was launched yeah so i so i joined joined igloo back in 2002 so ski ski was four or five years old i did a, i did a, a ski season selling ski holidays um, and just just fell in love with the culture and, and and fell in love with the whole online sphere. Um, so then so then joined the commercial and product team. And in 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 those days, as you say, as you said, Richard, you know, there wasn't the infrastructure to sell holidays on online. So so we spent a lot of time working with the suppliers to create the, such exciting things as flat files and 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 figuring out how to take all of this availability and occupancy and then converting that into something that could power the website. So, so then in, in 2006, as, as Richard said, and, and, and I'll never forget the day he, he, he called me over to his desk and he and the, the MZ at the time had gotten wind that I was actually from Southampton. And I think that was really the, that was really the main reason that they quite wanted to dispatch me down to the South coast to, um, yeah, to set up some contracts and things, but, but yeah, but so, and, and at that time, it was it was fairly similar that the provision of pricing and availability files and an understanding and, and in ski you know we, we were selling early's holidays to families and groups and we were selling late occupancy where there were still gaps and so that that fundamental discipline led itself to cruise fairly easily in, in a weird way presumably both of those markets were probably similar size in terms of the total number of brits who were taking those holidays but how early on in selling cruise did you realize actually this isn't going to be just a small part of our business this is going to be a major part when was that realization yeah well i, th I think oh, i think almost, almost straight away so 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 back in back in 2006 i thought i think qm2 had launched a year before right and and was and was the largest ship in the world 
Um, but what was happening was that there was this, as, as, as Richard sort of touched on, there were these cruise products aimed at people who didn't do cruise, right? And then there was also a sea change going on that, that, that some of the ships launched fairly early in our tenure, e.g. Uh, Ventura and Independence of the Seams, were quite squarely marketed at a new and growing younger cruise populace. And, 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 what, and what became fascinating for us was just this launch of new products and this, this new, new products in the market just didn't stop, right? So, so, so within within the ski infrastructure, you might get a few new properties and and the odd new supplier from time to time, but nothing like this exponential growth. And so, so as you said, to, to answer your question fairly quickly, we actually realised that actually there was there was a a really rapidly growing and exciting exciting market here. And Richard, how did the cruise lines react? Was there any scepticism early on that? Of course, you can't sell cruises online, and of course, that model doesn't wouldn't work for cruise. Or, or did they all jump at the chance to work with you? I mean, um, mostly really enthusiastic and embracing. Uh, I, th- I think would be the the answer. I mean, I mean, there was a few people that would go, you know, well, it's a great market. You know, inverted commas, it's a great market. Obviously, things are changing now, but it, it, you know, when are the is the grey market? If, if that's, a, I think it's still a polite term. I, you know, are they? Do they back then? Are they buying online? And of course, we all know that that they now know that they do. But there, there was an element of well, I hope it works. But you know, there's kind of a, a doubt. And but the, the overwhelming, uh, I, I guess, adoption for of us by the cruise lines, you, you know, is were, were, was we could never have done it without them never have done it without their support and their encouragement and their enthusiasm you, you know it was it was uh, amazing to us it felt just we just had a tailwind all the way through both the cruise growth and the uh, I, I guess uh, the cruise demographic switching online as well it was kind of growth on growth really so it was it's really intuitive so if there was any lingering doubts it, you know one year on two years on it was, well, you know, let's smash it. And in terms of the size of the company, both from an employee as well as kind of business perspective, we we kind of started with the inception late 90s. We added crews early 2000s. Has it grown consistently year on year or have there been difficult periods? Well, except for a little period kind of about three years ago, yeah. <laughs> um, which I'm definitely trying not to mention. Yeah. Um, it was, you know, month on month, quarter on quarter growth, relentless. I mean, it was just astonishing. Mm. Um, Dave mentioned the, the culture of the company, but it's, you know, it's about continuous improvement. It's about more capacity coming online. It's about more customers coming online as well. More capacity coming into the market. Yeah. more customers coming online and us doing things hopefully better to improve our service and our offering. And, you know, we, we were hungry to do more um, every day. You know, I mean, it was just, that was just the culture within the company. So, and, you know, just that incremental improvement in whatever we're doing just kind of paid dividends as it kind of compounded up. Dave, I'm going to come to you in a second, just talk about the development of that cruise product. But Richard, sure. fundam- fundamentally, are you the same business that 
you created back in the late 90s or has it evolved and changed in a in a different direction i think fundamentally the same i mean in in terms of those cultural aspects you, you know we've got a, i think a lot lot better and leaner and fitter than than probably pre covid i think that's a kind of a generic there there you go i did mention it before you know covid i think that did smarten us up a bit in a way um if if i look at it positively um but but culturally in terms of continuous improvement uh in terms of the the team uh i i think we we there's a lot of that you'd recognize it if you took the culture now right. um and and you know compared it to 10 years ago uh we we're desperately afraid of getting too big and bureaucratic maybe we even were there a little bit pre covid actually um but i think covid it's just t- helped us you know course correct a little bit uh, yeah. and we've come definitely come out uh, stronger and fitter good to hear and in many ways actually the cruise industry feels similar in in some ways but Dave, that development of the cruise product over those mm. years has has probably been more dramatic than some of the changes it sounds like that the business has gone so what are those key changes you have noticed in cruise well i guess if, and, you, and you have to you have to cast back to 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 2006 and and it's astonishing, really, to think that was that was one year prior to the first uh, iteration of the iPhone ever being released, and therefore, you know, people people didn't didn't look on their phones, and mo- mobile traffic wasn't a thing, and even the the humble iPad took until I think twenty ten to come to come online. So so the way that people were using websites were just way way different, and the the expectation of the of the content and the functionality um, was 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 a lot more parochial than, than perhaps that it is now. And so so I think we, we you've seen this this point where the marketplace has been developing, the tools have been developing, and then and then the hardware has just meteorically changed. And 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 it's funny and and it's and it's really hard to quantify. I mean, look, we we look at the numbers and we can see that. Uh, particularly in the age group 44 to 55 that, that that's that's where there's more growth in the last couple of years than 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 any of the other demographics and and anecdotally you talk to people and you can just feel that cruise is far more on people's radar and and, and it's and it's far and i think we've done a you know the job is is far but done but we've done a good job of making that a really bona fide proposition for you know the family holiday market in in peaks and and, and there's obviously more to do there but yeah it's 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 remarkable actually how how we've broadened the appeal of cruise and and is that so chicken and egg situation has do you, do you think the cruise product has changed to cope with that change in demographic, or do you think people are suddenly waking up to cruise in a way that maybe they didn't 10, 15 years ago? Um, I think, yeah, I, th- I think you, you, you're dead right. It, it is chicken and egg because the, you know the, the rise in capacity has has meant that that, that kind of had to happen. But at the same time, you know, the, the, the those decisions to to, um, to to target a broader range of guests had had to have been made by those chief executives of the lines long before it was actually delivered because of the you know the lead time it takes to build ships and things so so i think there were we're very fortunate there were some really smart cookies at, at you know at the forefront of the industry that had anticipated that actually for this this product to work it, it you know and, and develop along the along the growth 
trajectory that it that it previously had had, it had to broaden its appeal. And and that just, you know, and that just hasn't stopped and continues to this day. And has the way in which you talk about Cruise Online changed over that mm. time? Mm. Yeah, I think so. I think I think I think that one of the big catalysts to that um is is that uh the the, the broader travel market has 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 raised its game as well so that you know so, so if, if you went on to, to book a flight then you would fully expect to be able to choose your precise seat and your all of the precise bits and pieces that go along with, with yeah. your gateway and and similarly with hotels and i think cruise had to kind of come of age online as well you know we had to have that breadth of choice because otherwise we'd be a bit out of good this this don't get me wrong still a long way to go but the improvements are are vast, I think. Uh, to both of you, I guess, uh, the question is, uh, what's next? Where does Cruise go from here? What are you most excited about? Richard, shall I start with you? What what bit of Cruise are you particularly excited about? Well, I think that there's still a long way to... There's still more to go in the, the differentiation with ships and brands and therefore the offering to... I think it's moved massively into you know there being a right cruise for the right people at the right time the right occasion you know that i think that people are our customer base is really understanding that um but there's still more to do in in terms of itineraries and occasion and duration and etc etc so it's really really exciting you know generically across the board for the industry uh for us as a company you know pre-covid we were in uh, three or four countries in the european union or was this well, in the European Union? We had to concentrate on the UK to batten down the hatches to survive COVID. Um, and, you know, going back into those countries now is, is very exciting for us. Uh, so there's geographic expansion, there's greater cruise capacity yeah. that is offering greater differentiation. So therefore bring, attracting more customers uh, in the UK and overseas. So it, put all that together, it's, it's a hugely exciting market for us. Dave, what about you? Yeah, no, I you know, I, I you know, agree with all of that. And I think then 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 sprinkle on some of the some of the icing and, and some of the the cherries on top of that, such as you know the thematic voyages and and you know going to Alaska with bear grills and um some of the the uh the crossover product where you know people are hosting different tours and really bringing workshops on board to life factor in private islands right destinations within destinations and the rise and rise of that and um and and you know we, we've seen some really high profile products there which you know, have become the jewels in the crowns of those itineraries. So, so, and, and I expect more, more to come um, there. And I think, I think, for, and for every, for every new larger ship that we see, which, which then brings new innovative facilities and everything. Equally, there's expansion in the luxury and the expedition and the smaller ship market because you know as as richard said clearly you know that the, there is a vast array of different products out there and and the key for for any agent like us is, is making sure you know that the right the right person ends up on the right product for them but and that and that becomes in, in some ways it's it's easier because the 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 category is expanding in in all of these directions but equally that does then bring a huge amount of choice and, and what could be a paralyzing amount of choice for the uninitiated. So 
equally whilst all this complexity is going on we've still got a job to do as as to the you know the rest of the the, the trade and and uh, the cruise lines to to make it ever more straightforward and simple to understand because i think there still is there still is a you know it still remains a, a quite a complicated purchase and i can imagine if it's the first time you're ever doing so that can be quite inhibitive so yeah there's there's a lot to do to keep to keep making it simple and straightforward and, and do you limit based on all of that choice do you limit the breadth of products that you offer as igloo because you can't sell everything or do you balance that with the one to offer as much as possible well i think i mean there, there was a bit of right sizing had to go on with with covid because obviously as many businesses did, we had to right-size the team, and that, with it, restricted um, quite how many lines we could support. Now now we're post-COVID. I think from, from an Ocean Cruise perspective, um, we're getting back close to the same number of uh, suppliers that we worked with then. There are still facets of the industry, River for one, that we're desperate to, to uh, reignite, um, but that, that will take its time, particularly where... As I as I touched on at the beginning, particularly where that that technical part is potentially a bit a bit more heavyweight and needs a bit more work. So um, I think from from an igloo perspective, we will see all of that come back online in the foreseeable. Um, we're, we're we're quite impatient by our nature, so we'd like it to be yesterday, but um, <laughs> that have to bear with us for the moment longer. Uh, Richard, you're, the business is twenty five years old or young this year, so congratulations on building a very successful business. Any regrets? Any bits that you look back on and wish you hadn't done or are you much more interested in the future uh, i think more the latter really i mean obviously i guess with 2020 hindsight there are things we never done but then you never learn you know if you're never outside your comfort zone um you know you're never challenging yourself and the team and the business and the opportunity uh, i mean if, if we were too cautious we've probably never gone into cruise because there's a huge learning curve to go into cruise from ski and we knew that and our our partners you know all the cruise lines really really helped us in that and that was fantastic as well as you know clear you know as an industry body really really helped us so we're very very appreciative of that we knew that was a big step for us but we did it you know we, we took it on seriously but our, our minds generally are focused on the future because there is lots to do out there lots lots of improvements and it's just onward and upward i love that onwards and upwards dave have you you're 20 years now in igloo and not all of that dedicated to cruise but a lot of it dedicated to cruise yeah, for the moment for the moment any any cruise highlights of yours for the last 20 years oh blimey that is a stinker i think you know i think i yeah i look i've been i've been fortunate enough to uh break bread with the with the great and the good of this industry and you know and i think and i think you know as uh, echoing richard's sentiments around that that you know that the the phenomenal work that that clear do hand in hand with the cruise lines you know, i you know i i cannot thank them all enough for the investment in our business and and, and me personally and and the, and the wider team i think as a personal highlight what what has been phenomenal is to see that the the account managers that looked after us nigh on 20 years ago, many of whom have now, you know, ascended the industry and are, you know, key decision makers sitting at the forefront of these cruise lines. And, and I think, you know, and it's and it's also been really affirming to see many of our team do exactly the same, you know, ascend to senior positions and, and you know, many with us and, and, and some elsewhere. Um, and that brings with it such a cohesive industry of people that really know what they're talking about, 
they really understand that th this yeah, our industry lives lives and dies by looking after people, right? Looking after guests, looking after employees, um, looking after one another across the trade and, and suppliers. So, yeah, it's see, seeing how that that those personal relationships have developed and how those individuals have developed has, has easily easily been been a highlight for me over the years. Well, that, that's a lovely point to end on. Listen, congratulations to you both on everything that you've achieved. Uh, thank you for your support of our cruise industry, I guess, as well. You know, it's businesses like yours that have really allowed cruise to to become a more mainstream holiday product for the good, I think, of everybody. So thank you and thank you again for chatting uh, and enjoy your celebrations when they come. Andy Harmer, thank you, Andy. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. And that's sadly all we have time for. They were fascinating. It was lovely to chat to them about the journey that Igloo.com has been on for the last 25 years. Congratulations to them and the team. Uh, and thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Clear Cruise podcast. You can catch the whole back catalogue via our website, which is cruising.org. But for now, thanks for listening and see you again soon.